1: if you are an adult and you are not doing it because of the children or you're not doing it because of you're chasing a girl and you still dress up for halloween it's a little bit weird man i am on team no dress up for halloween it's a little bit odd
2: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. DFS OGs back in the house talking week nine, combining, I don't know, about 25, 30 years of DFS experience here between the three of us. So we'll break everything down for you. We'll talk Thursday night. We'll hit the Monday night game at the end. And, of course, we'll hit all the games between. You're hearing this today after Halloween, but we're recording on Halloween. So hope everybody had a safe, fun Halloween out there. Chop, what's the plan today for you and the kids? And when they get candy... Do you give them the old dad tax like I do? Your kids get mad when I start digging in their bag. Like, hey man, I'm out here in the elements walking you around. I got to get some of that candy.
1: Well, listen, there's a lot that goes into it. All right. So, first of all, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take them out around the neighborhood, let them grab some candy, bring it back home. I'll check it all out. I'll grab the pieces I really like because I'm really the chocolate guy. You know, give me some. Reese's Pieces or some Buttercups or something oh, like yeah. that. I'm oh, good yeah. with that. <laughs> then I'll let them pick out a couple pieces, but they're not going to take the whole thing and just eat it throughout the week. I don't. I know I I'm not down for that because pretty much most candy is just straight up garbage anyway. So I let them pick their favorite stuff. Then I take the rest of it and usually there's a big old container at their school for uh, you can ship uh, any unused candy that hadn't been opened yet. Put it in there and they send it to the troops anyway. So that's pretty good place to put it and they don't they don't need it and let the troops have it so that's that's pretty much how that goes
2: yeah and we i was stationed over there way back in the day but it was great getting those those boxes from home so a little bit of candy over there helps make some of these day we got some dentists here too that'll collect it uh give the kids money and other stuff for where they bring in the candy so same way let them have a little bit they don't need the whole bag derek i know you're a new dad not totally new but have you been out trick-or-treating yet
3: Ah yeah, little man just turned two, so we're gonna take him out. Uh, Probably just do the circle and then come back. And uh, yeah, me and the wife like to have fun on Halloween, so uh, we'll enjoy a few beverages and uh, watch the baseball game.
2: There you go. Yeah, we're on to game six. So week nine, guys. We'll hit. We'll hit on week eight. Week eight. Excuse me. Before we move on to week nine, so few trades we got to talk about. We'll, We'll analyze them more as we get to the teams. We had Jimmy Garoppolo traded to San Francisco. Uh, We had Jay Ajay going to Philadelphia for a a fourth-round pick, which seemed kind of crazy. And then breaking just now as we started recording, Calvin Benjamin was traded to Buffalo, who we know desperately need wide receivers. So, again, we'll break those down when we get to those teams. We'll see if there's any instant impact uh, on both sides, you know, whether guys got traded, if there's an impact there, who takes over the spot. So let's start with our poor one out, Derek. So who in Week 8 was not good to your lineups?
3: Oh, man. Um, let's see. Pretty much all my receivers. I mean, I had uh, Antonio Brown over on FanDuel. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much all of them. But I'll, I'll go with Antonio Brown. I uh, really needed just a decent game from him to end up cashing in most of my lineups on FanDuel. Didn't get it. Uh, had Juju Smith-Schuster just go off and uh, see. So, yeah, I'll pour
2: one out for Antonio. All right, Chop, who you got for your pour one out for week eight?
1: Oh, this is an easy one for me, man. You got to give it to old Gimpy, Gimpy Jordan Reed. My gosh, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> he gets you, he sucks you in with a good game. You think it's time, great matchup and everything. Then all of a sudden, second quarter leaves with a hamstring and he hamstrings your lineups and everything. It's just just terrible. So, yeah, Jordan Reed. And, and what really pours the salts in the wound is it very easily could have been a Jack Doyle in your lineup, and that would have made all the difference in the world.
2: Absolutely. So first, I'm going to pour it out for Zach Miller. I mean, horrible injury there. So hopefully he he recovers and everything. I mean, they're talking and they were talking. I haven't seen any updates that the guy might lose his leg. So hopefully that uh, he, he recovers, he heals up. But my pouring out as far as football goes, Doug Baldwin. I mean, I was all over Russell Wilson, Seattle. Unfortunately, not Paul Richardson, Tyler Lockett, or it could have been a huge day for your boy, Doug Baldwin. Did okay, but if he was the guy catching those touchdowns, was in the running for that million dollars over on DraftKings. So, Doug Baldwin, my pouring on. Chop, I think you've had him in there a few times, so uh, he's killing this pod uh, a few times <laughs> over the season. Alright, let's start. Let's get into our Week 9 analysis here. Let's start. Thursday night, we got Buffalo. We got the Jets. We just talked about the trade there, so Calvin Benjamin coming over. I don't think you're going to get any instant impact here, one-day turnaround, so I don't even think he'll play. We'll see. Uh, You'll have to keep an eye out on that, but uh, Chop, what do you got in this one? You know, two teams, Buffalo playing really well. The Jets kind of going in streaks, lose a few, win a few in a row. Now they've lost a couple in a row. Can they rebound at home here against Buffalo?
1: Assuming that uh, you still have those injuries in the Buffalo secondary, I don't mind Josh McCown and pairing him with one of his wide receivers, Anderson or Curse, I think Anderson's probably generally the better the better player and then you've got you know the renaissance of Austin Safari, and Jenkins so I think any of those guys are in play uh, but as far as Buffalo uh, to be honest I I'm not touching it Tyrod McCoy they're not as good on the road they got to travel to New York here and uh so it's just and the receivers I mean I, yeah I'm almost certain Kelvin won't come in and do anything this week I doubt he he suits up or anything so uh he's still straddled with terrible wide receivers down there so uh, I'm, I'm probably a full fade on buffalo but i do like the passing game on the jets
2: so if you're playing the slate is it a fade for you Will you slide some jets in that lineup or just roll with the main slate
1: i you know i don't mind robbie anderson that's a heck of a price on DraftKings. it just doesn't go up it's still sitting at 4.2 so i don't mind i don't mind robbie anderson otherwise yeah it probably would be the rest of it would be a fade
2: all right, Derek, Thursday Night Football, so same question. How do you attack in the slate? Are you playing the slate? Are you avoiding the game? Are you got any uh, diamonds in the rough here, we'll say, in, the, in this uh, AFC East battle?
3: Yeah, this is one of those games that I don't feel great about. The total is actually a little higher than I expected it to be. Uh, 43 seems kind of high for these two offenses. Uh, dude, don't mind the Jets passing game. I think I'm probably just going to wait until Sunday to join my contest, but uh, I like the McCown play if you're, uh, if you're looking for you a know, quarterback in this one. Don't mind pairing him up with Robbie Anderson. Seems like he's the go-to guy in this offense. Kersh has been catching the touchdowns, but I prefer Robbie Anderson over him. Uh, ASJ, don't mind him. Getting a little expensive for him over on DraftKings at 49. Uh, but we know the receptions are going to be there, and he's been a red zone threat all year. As far as LaShawn McCoy, I mean, this is a week where we don't have a lot of workhorse running backs. We know Zeke's suspended. Uh, we got Cream Hunt facing the Cowboys on the road. Gurley's on the road. McCoy's on the road. So I don't hate him. Uh, Jets aren't great against the run. They're ranked 26th in DVOA against the pass. So I I don't mind McCoy. Uh, Anytime we can get a workhorse under 9K, I'll have at least some some interest.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on McCoy. And the passing game, chopping the Jets, I'm with you there as well. McCown getting it done. Anderson's still too cheap. And ASJ, a top five tight end uh, the way he's playing. So uh, those are my main plays out of this game. All right, let's go to the main slate. We got 10 games this week on the main slate. No London game to deal with. So let's get started with Atlanta, Carolina. We just talked about Benjamin being shipped out, Derek. So how does that affect this Carolina passing game? I mean, Funches, we know, has been pretty solid this season. McCaffrey on pace to catch over 100 passes this season. Is it those two? Does anybody else step up? And how about Atlanta? Went into the, went into New York, got it done, got the win they needed. Maybe it wasn't pretty. How do they attack this Carolina defense?
3: Yeah, so it sounds like Greg Olson's going to end up testing his foot out this week. Uh, and if all goes well, he's going to return to practice. Uh, I'm not sure if he's eligible to play this week. Uh, but if so, that's going to be a big boost. Maybe that's why they uh, decided to get rid of Benjamin when they did. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I like the matchup. Uh, I think it's a good bounce-back spot for Cam Newton. Really struggled last week in the wind and uh, a pretty good matchup against the Buccaneers. But I think he bounces back here at home. Uh, Falcons are 25th in DVA against the pass I think you can hook him up with McCaffrey He did play uh, 58% of the snaps last week Which was uh, one of his lowest of the season They did uh, work Cameron Artis Payne in quite a bit Which uh, wasn't exactly ideal And uh, if the Panthers are able to build a lead They're actually favored here So uh, if they build a lead We could see more Jonathan Stewart So I don't love McCaffrey But he's always fine in tournaments Especially on DraftKings I think Funches is going to be a great value. I think a lot of people are going to look his way. Falcons have not been good at uh, you know stopping receivers this year. So 5,400, I think uh, he's going to be one of the more popular plays of the week. On the other side of the ball, they, uh, they just can't get the ball to Julio Jones. I don't get it. Only six targets last week. We've maybe thought, you know, after he had that big game against the Patriots, that they were going to throw him the ball a little bit more. But until it happens... Uh, he's just such a tough buy right now. I mean, he's only 7800, which is probably the cheapest he's been in years, but I I just don't trust him right now. Uh as far as the running backs go, we saw Coleman outproduce Freeman, so that's kind of a sticky situation right now. We know Matt Ryan's a lot better at home, er, at home than he is on the road. So for me, the Falcons are kind of a stay away against a tough uh Panthers defense.
2: Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, I think I'm with you. I mean, the total, a lot lower than I thought it would be, just 43.5 as of now. I think that's pre-Benjamin trade, so that may change some more. Freeman dealing with an injury as well, dealing with a shoulder injury. So Tevin Coleman at 4,700 uh, could be in play uh, this week. So, Chop, what do you got here? Atlanta, Carolina.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Derek hit on the Matt Ryan not being as good on the road, so that does scare me a little bit. Julio had a big game, I mean, that big, what was it, 300-yard game against Carolina last year, but he came at home and not on the road. And I'm I'm just a generally, generally, I don't know what's going on there with Julio. Uh, I mean, I, I'd say that it was Matt Ryan or it was, it was somebody else's fault on the field, but, you know, uh, Matt Ryan's getting the ball to Sanu for, like, the last two weeks, twelve catches, one hundred and forty yards and a touchdown. So why isn't some of that going to Sanu? I don't. I mean, uh, why isn't some of that going to Julio? I don't know. So it's not an easy matchup uh, on the road. I don't know if I if I can play Julio again. Price is drifting down though, so I'm just not sure if I'm sold on any of these Atlanta guys. And on the flip side, Devin Funchess, uh I'll buy it when I see it. I want to see it first, you know. I, I don't think the receivers are the are the people with the problem in this offense. I think it's Cam Newton and his inconsistency. So until he can figure out a way to uh, get the ball downfield a little bit and not just those little five-yard passes to McCaffrey, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be all in on any wide receiver. So uh, Atlanta, I mean, if they lock up Funches, the only viable wide receiver now with uh, – with their shutdown cornerback, then that may make life a little tough. It may be another McCaffrey day, but it's just not a very exciting game for me on on the road for Atlanta like this, if you, if I'm being honest. it kind of If it was in the Dome, I may have a lot more interest in both of these teams, but on the road, not so much.
2: So do you guys think we see more of maybe a Curtis Samuel, Russell Shepard? Do you see anybody really stepping up there? Your boy Dixon, Chop, maybe he steps <laughs> up. Uh, any guys that you're interested there with Calvin Benjamin being shipped out?
1: For me, Curtis Samuel was a guy that they, they did look at quite a bit last week and I know he's yeah. he's got some potential, so he may be the guy they may they may have a plan up their sleeve, uh, to convert this guy to a full time wide receiver. I know he was a like a hybrid in college, so maybe he's a full time guy now and maybe he ends up taking over a lot of duties in the passing game. That that's a possibility. He's a he's a real playmaker, so I, I wouldn't put it past him. They, they gotta have something up their sleeve. Right. You know, trading away their number one wide receiver like that in mid for really I don't know what the reason is. It wasn't a great return on that investment. So I don't know, man. They gotta have something up there. Maybe it is some Samuel.
2: Yeah, and I don't I don't think Olson can come back till after next week. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, it's just following their week eleven by. So we're we're still a few weeks away from seeing Greg Olson, it sounds like. So Samuel's the guy to me. Thirty one hundred. We know the the upside. You watch him at Ohio State, the guy's electric, hasn't done a whole lot but uh he's a guy i may sprinkle in uh, the gpp exposure all right next game chop we got indy and houston man sean watson just continues to get it done you know that, that game was fun to watch just back and forth both quarterbacks putting their teams on their back now the highest price quarterback on DraftKings, and it's not even close it's an 800 dollars gap uh, between him and russell wilson this week huge favorites here huge total against an awful indy defense how are we playing Deshaun watson cash games g p p s and hit on the rest of the game of course Chuck
1: so I'll start off with Indianapolis that's pretty easy these days it's uh you know i think you you could play jack doyle again he's fine he's he seems to be the big target there. Other than that, I don't think anybody else is viable. You, I mean, a total GPP flyer is a guy like Marlon Mack, but I mean, that's just that's you got to have some twenty dollar bills to burn if you want to do that. <laughs> and as far as like Hilton, Hilton would be the only receiver, but you know, obviously Brissette is not as good as Andrew Luck, and he just doesn't get the ball as often to Hilton as he should. So I don't even know, you know, how much you could play him here. I mean, it's just it's it's rough to go Indianapolis at all outside of Jack Doyle. So on to Houston. While I like these guys and I think they're in a great spot this week and I'm I'm sure they're going to be fine, yeah, I probably won't have any of them in my lineup. Maybe Lamar Miller, maybe. But, I mean, I wouldn't pay 8.1 for Drew Brees at home or Tom Brady at home, so I'm not going to do it for Deshaun Watson in a possible blowout. And uh, same thing goes for Hopkins, 9.2K. I mean, I know he's a great wide receiver, but I'm not. Uh, it's hard enough to for me to pay 9.2 for Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's got to be in a really good spot for me to go and pay that price. So I'm not going to pay it for Hopkins in in a two touchdown spread. So while I think they're fine and they could be, and and Will Fuller at 7K, that that's right. really that's really up there. So while I think they're fine and they could perform well and get you some points, they're not going to be on my roster because of the price tags.
2: Yeah, and kudos to DraftKings for pricing them up. You know, if they left them where they were, they only bumped them up a little bit in this matchup, everybody will have them. At least now you got to think about it. So, Derek, agree or disagree with Chop? He doesn't sound too interested at these price points on the Houston guys.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree. I think I'm going to have some exposure. I think you have to in tournaments. Uh, full fade is really scary, especially with an implied total of 31. and Just uh, how well this offense has been rolling the last few weeks. Um, so I'll have some Watson and Hopkins and tournaments. They're not going to be core plays for me. Uh, I do think Lamar Miller makes some sense here, and then, uh, but I mean, if the game gets out of hand, I think Dante Foreman's going to come in and steal some snaps from him. So, so yeah, I mean, Will Fuller, no way I'm paying seven K for a guy that's uh, you know has like 13 receptions on the year, something like seven or eight touchdowns. Um, that's just not going to be sustainable over the long run. Who knows? He could catch another one, but you know, I'm not banking on it for 7K on DraftKings. On the other side of the ball, Marlon Mack is my favorite play here. Uh, he's out snap Frank Gore each of the last two weeks in a game where they're going to be trailing a bunch. I don't really think they need Gore out there very long. Uh, Mack has 11 targets the last two weeks, so at 4100. You know, I think he's a pretty good buy. I think uh, we could see him get 15 touches, maybe, and uh, you know six or seven targets. So I don't, I don't hate Mack on on the Colts side.
2: Yeah, he's a guy that can take it to the house from anywhere. So, interesting. Uh, the pricing, again, good job by DK on that. But uh, that spread makes it scary, to, especially in cash games. Tournaments, anything goes. Cash games going to be tough uh, to roll those guys out at that price point. Next game for us, guys, Cincinnati and Jacksonville. This is a very intriguing game. There's not a lot of fantasy uh, implications here, I don't think. But as a football fan, it uh, should be a fun game. So, Derek, am I wrong? Is there more here than than meets the eye with Bengals-Jaguars? Definitely not
3: on the Bengals' side of the ball. You know, Jaguars have been interesting. They either blow teams out and dominate on the ground and on defense, or they get blown out. So uh, for me, I think uh, more likely that that they uh, win this game at home. If that's the case, I think Leonard Fournette's going to be in play. Uh, Bengals' run defense has been good. But Fournette's had three weeks of rest now. He didn't play before the bye, uh, so he should be good to go for this one. You know, we've seen him do work out of the in the passing game as well as you know be the main goal line guy, and he's capable of getting thirty touches any week. They don't want Bortles to throw the ball. Uh, sounds like Dede Westbrook is going to practice. Uh, he might step in and be the best uh, receiver that the Jaguars have. He was awesome in the preseason, so I'm excited to see him get back on the field. And yeah, no no Bengals for me. I know Joe Mixon played sixty two percent of the snaps, but he did lose a fumble towards the end of the game. We know uh, Marvin Lewis loves to just mess around with uh, with his rookies, and after that fumble, I just don't trust him.
2: I'm going to bust out my third and wrong here because I had high expectations for A.J. Green. He found the end zone and salvaged somewhat of the day, but three for 27, Chop, against the Colts? I mean, this was supposed to be a blow-up spot for A.J. Green. What the hell happened?
1: Yeah, I mean, apparently a lot of people were wrong about that one, so don't feel so bad. Hell. I was there. <laughs> I guess. So
2: Yeah. Uh all right, Chop, what do you got? Bengals, Jaguars.
1: I'll start off with Cincy. Yeah, I don't mind Joe Mixon. I I know uh there's always a possibility that his playing time could get reduced, but I think I think they see the light and the fact that they need to get him the ball to win games. And uh this is the only the only way you're really gonna beat Jacksonville this week is by getting him the ball out of the backfield, either by through the air or on the ground, you're definitely not gonna win against Jacksonville with Andy Dalton on the road against this secondary. So I think it's a good Joe Mixon spot here. Uh for Jacksonville it's it's this a similar outlook. I don't really I don't really feel like Bortles is good enough to I mean you could take a chance on Marquise sleep, but that's about it. But uh Fournette, you know, yeah man, here he comes. I think he's gonna be healthy. I think he has plenty of resting now and uh they're at home. They're gonna feed him and uh, 8.4 is a big salary, but he's going to get a lot of work, so I think he could very well pay that off, and he's got like, the good thing about Fournette yeah, that he's shown a home run potential, you know, all it takes is one run, and then you're, and then the rest of your day is a free roll, If you know, whatever else he gets on top of that, so I do enjoy that about Fournette, and I like the two running backs, so that's that's where I'll stay on this game.
2: And he's still got the Q next to his name, so we know if that stays there throughout the week, that just lowers ownership. People are afraid to, to roster him, to make the changes, so Keep an eye on that, but I like the Fournette call uh, here in this one. X game, guys, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. we got the Buccaneers going in uh, to the Big Easy, Jameis Winston. Sounds like he hurt his shoulder again, Chop. Is that something you're worried about here? Because this could be a potential shootout. A lot of fantasy goodness in this one.
1: Very worried because, I mean, he just didn't look good last week in a game that we all thought was going to be a shootout mm-hmm. against Carolina. And it, it didn't it didn't work out for him. I don't even think he threw for one touchdown, and he barely got Mike Evans involved late in the game, and it wasn't enough to justify that price tag. So I'm I'm real worried about Jameis Winston and that shoulder. So I uh, actually looking at it, I I don't mind Mike Evans again. Take a shot on him; he's cheap enough. But Doug Martin could be in a good spot here. You know, the weak a real weakness on New Orleans is that run defense and. Uh, even though Chicago Bears don't pass at all, Jordan Jordan Howard still lit them up pretty good. And he should have got in the end zone and just flat out dropped, dropped some chances at touchdowns. But, you know, Doug Martin's been looking really good since his return. So I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt Doug Martin having a big game here, especially if Winston's shoulders hurt and Mike Evans gets the the Lattimore treatment. You never know. So maybe it's a Doug Martin game. And on the flip side, New Orleans at home against a weak defense, i I'm not even going to try to justify or pick out one or two guys. You could play any of these guys and be perfectly fine with it. I actually – I'm going to take a a bigger chance this week on Alvin Kamara and hope that Mark Ingram worked himself back in the doghouse with two big fumbles last week.
2: Yeah, Kamara's price is climbing. They're they're getting closer in price, 76-63 in those two. And I like the Doug Martin call. Getting a lot of work hasn't been very efficient, but this could be a matchup for him, especially if they want to take it easy on Jameis' shoulder. All right, Derek, what do you got, Buccaneers and Saints?
3: Yeah, I think Winston's at least an interesting GPP play. 5,800 for him in a potential shootout is really interesting. Shoulder injury scares me a little bit, but he was able to stay in the game. And, uh, you know, he has got a pretty good track record against the Saints. I know the Saints' defense has been better this year, but, I mean, this game still has a 50 total. They're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be playing from behind. So, so I mean, I think if uh, – you know, his status was in doubt at all that we wouldn't have a line in this game. and It's already set at seven, so I'm pretty <laughs> confident that Win- Winston's going to be out there. I like pairing him up with uh, Mike Evans or Deshaun Jackson. If Evans gets a lot more treatment, certainly fine going to Deshaun. Uh, I was going to be all over him last week until, uh, you know, reports of the wind were up to 15 to 20 miles per hour last week. So kind of got off of the passing game in general, and uh, glad I did. Chop makes a great point about the running game of the Saints, uh, 29th in DVOA against the run this year. So I definitely like Martin. Uh, you know, his his snaps are trending upward. He ended up playing uh, 43 in Week 7 and then 39 in uh, Week 8. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's his backfield now. So I like Doug Martin there. On the Saints side of the ball, could this finally be the week the breeze gets going? Uh, I mean, the Buccaneers ranked dead last and pass DVOA. Their corners are you know, guys off the street and uh, guys that can't play football. So, you know, maybe this is the spot for Breeze and Michael Thomas to get going. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the running backs, but, I mean, 7600 and 6300 for guys that are splitting time is just uh, a little pricey for me. I could see one or two of them, you know, or one or two rushing touchdowns here, but I'm not sure where it's going to come from. So, for me, I'm going to target the passing game. I like Breeze and Thomas uh, quite a bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's time for Breeze. I mean, 28 attempts in that last game at home, no touchdowns, almost hit the 300-yard bonus, and then the home game before that against Detroit, they put up 52. He only throws the ball 30 times, doesn't even get to 200 yards. So it is time. You know, everyone's still focused on that running game. They're running a lot through Ingram, through Kamara, but like you guys said, Tampa Bay's pasty, horrific. So this could definitely be a spot where a lot of people hesitate on the passing game. I think it's a good week to load up. Next game for us, we got Todd Gurley and the Rams. Derek heading to the Giants. So are you are you on board with Todd Gurley yet? We're at Halloween. Are you buying in? or Are you still on the other side of the fence here for me and Chop? No, oh, yeah, I'm
3: I'm I'm buying in on Gurley. Uh, I think I'm all playing. All right,
2: Chop, we did it.
3: We did it. <laughs> I've played him a couple times, yeah. uh, and I think they've been the weeks that he struggled. Uh, the Seattle game. Uh-oh. I remember
2: that. Uh-oh. Maybe go back to the other side of the fence then. So we're going to see if you're going to play him or not, and I'll know to play him or avoid him.
3: <laughs> but yeah, the thing with Gurley for me is I like to see him involved in the passing game. He only got four targets against the Seahawks and then only one against the Jaguars. So it was really nice to see them, uh, you know, give him the ball out of the backfield against the Cardinals. He had eight targets, uh, ended up with 48 receiving yards. He's one of the few guys that we can count on to see 25-plus touches a game. doesn't really matter the game flow. He's going to be involved either way. So, I love him here, 8,100. If you're paying up a running back, it's going to be a tough choice for me between uh, Fournette and Gurley. As far as the passing game, it sounds like Janoris Jenkins has been suspended. So, that's kind of a bum to Goff and Sammy Watkins if you want to look there in tournaments. Uh, You know, I'm not really a big believer in Goff on the road yet, uh, but I don't mind taking a shot on Watkins or on Robert Woods if you need a cheap uh, receiver. On the Giants side, yeah, I mean, it's ugly. It's really ugly. I don't really know. I don't trust the running backs. You know, Darkwood, Gallman, sounds like Paul Perkins is going to be back. I think Sterling Shepard is probably the play here. Um, you know, he should be healthy following the bye. And Evan Ingram is probably going to get a bunch of targets as well. But 5600 for him just seems a little too much for me.
2: Yeah, he got a, a pretty big high, high price hike there. So it, it's tough to, to roll the dice on Evan Ingram. I love the targets there but Shepard coming back. Uh, maybe he eats into some of that. So, Chop, Rams, Giants, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I would say that, uh, generally speaking, Sterling Shepard. I mean, I like Evan Ingram, too. 56, I don't like to pay that kind of price for my tight end, but I, I do like him. But I just, I'm just i on the fence about that one. So, I think I'll, I'll, I'll stick to some Sterling Shepard this week, assuming he, he looks healthy. And that's about it for the Giants side. I don't want the running game. Don't want Eli Manning. You know, it's just, it's, it's a mess. On the other side, uh, Derek is right about Jared Goff. I don't I don't trust him. Therefore, even though Jenkins is suspended, I, I don't trust Sammy Watkins. I'd love to be able to play Sammy, but I don't, I think Goff's been vastly overrated here this year. He was bad last year. I don't think he's improved all that much. They just have a hell of a running back that they're turning to now, and it's making him look really good. So that's the guy I would turn to again. Love targeting running backs that have had extra rest during the season like this and uh this is it Todd Gurley fire him up 8.1 is a very reasonable price for probably a top two or three running back in all the football this year even if he doesn't get it on the ground he's going to get it in the air he's uh this year's David Johnson so fire him up
2: yeah that Giants defense is struggling you know they're not as elite as we thought they were coming into the season the way they looked last season so don't be afraid of that total kind of low but I, don't get, I still think it's a good spot uh, for todd gurley all right next game for us chop we got denver just looks lost out there uh took the l in kansas city going to philadelphia DraftKings already got jhi on the eagles and dangling that carrot 5700 is a great price but there's one thing denver's done well it stopped the run so quick turnaround jhi does he make any impact here and are you interested at that cheap 5700 hundred dollar price point
1: no, I'm going to pass on it. Jo- first of all, I, even if it I mean Denver is playing some of the best run defense in the NFL this year, so that's a big red flag, but coming in right away like this, I find it hard to believe that he's all of a sudden going to be a, some kind of a workhorse. At least this first game or two, they probably easy men and have a still got Laguerre Blunt and like three other guys that they're going to feed a little bit. So probably not too interested in the running game here but uh, I don't mind taking a shot on Carson Wentz to Zach Ertz just like we saw on Monday Night Football tight end Denver still struggles against the tight end Kelsey killed him on Monday night I I think Zach Ertz is a guy who's going to kill Denver this week so I would not be scared I mean look at Carson Wentz went from 7.2 and should we play him or should we not play him at that price all the way down to 6.1 because of Denver well I mean he doesn't have just wide receivers he throws to he has a lot of different people he throws to including Zach Ertz so I would like Carson Wentz I like Zach Ertz and on the other side I'm going to break out my third and wrong I got to do it I I really thought that when Emmanuel Sanders went down with injury I was man I was licking my chops like oh here comes Demarius we're gonna get Demarius now (laughs) you know and you look up two games later and he's he's got 75 total yards in two games and a whole bunch of my dollars bill dollar bills went with him I mean I don't know, man. I was wrong. I thought that uh, Simeon could uh, be a half ass quarterback and get him the ball a little bit, but I was wrong. He's terrible, so it's bringing Demarius down, too. So uh, that's unfortunate. And uh, But in this game, you never know when it's going to turn around, so this is a good secondary for it to turn around, too. I just – Simeon's such a bad quarterback, right? Oh, and, in fact, I think they may even pull the trigger on on Brock Oswalder, which would be even worse, <laughs> I think. So, man, this is just bad. What Denver, man. John Elway, man, I'm going to pour one out for John Elway, bro, because you got a lot of like he got a lot of props for when he won the Super Bowl and some of the good decisions he made. But quarterback has been one of the his quarterback stuff has been some of the worst front office decisions I've seen in a long time. So I don't know what to do with them. I, I would fire up Demarius again, take a shot on it. But the other guys don't appeal to me on this team.
2: Yeah, what a, what a fall from grace for this Denver team. I mean, they, they just look awful. I mean, even Jamal Charles looked great on that first run, the next run he fumbles. It's just <laughs> a, a comedy of errors. So, yeah, I think it, it will be Osweiler sooner or later. They're saying Paxton Lynch isn't in the mix here, so how much more they need to see if Trevor Simeon, and not that is a better option, but they need to be quarterback shopping. I'm surprised they weren't looking at anybody uh, at the deadline here, but going to the offseason got to be one of their priorities. So, Derek... As far as this week, going into Philadelphia, Philly's on a roll, pick up another running back, any interest in a Jai? I am with Chop 100%, love Wentz, absolutely love Zach Ertz this week against Denver, so your take on Broncos-Eagles?
3: Yeah, it's got to be tough to be a Broncos fan right now, they're wasting an elite defense and uh, you know two great wideouts uh, on their quarterbacks, it's just terrible uh Osweiler, yeah, I don't know what to do. I think the Eagles, no matter what, their defense is going to be in play and probably the top play of the week. Uh, I'm not looking at the receivers. I just don't trust uh, the Broncos' quarterbacks to get them the ball. So even if Sanders is out again, uh, I'll still be out on Thomas and Fowler. On the Eagles' side of the ball, there's only really only one guy that I'm looking at. Um, you know, last week after the pod, I wrote down that I need to play Travis Kelsey in the Thursday to Monday slate. Then of course, when I was making my lineup uh, on Sunday morning, I kind of forgot about that game and uh, didn't put him in there. So yeah, the Broncos terrible against uh, tight ends, good against receivers, good against the run. So yeah, pretty much just Zach Ertz for me. I don't mind the wins call. Sixty one hundred is awfully cheap for him, uh, but but it's more Ertz for me.
2: All right, let's move on. Uh, not a pretty game here, guys. Baltimore and Tennessee. So. Uh, Baltimore actually did look good against Miami. They're traveling to Tennessee, coming off that dud in Cleveland. So do they bounce back, Derek? Baltimore sounds like Flacco's ready to go here. Uh, we're still a few weeks away from Danny Woodhead. He's practicing, should be back soon, but not back here. So Collins was the story for Baltimore last time out. Does he continue here against his Titans run, D?
3: Yeah, I want no part of the running backs here. Uh, you know, Collins did see a season high at 32 snaps last week, which was promising, and he has looked good in the run. But uh, you know, I just don't trust them. If they get down, it's going to be Javoree Allen once again. So I'm kind of avoiding that situation for now. Uh, Jeremy macklin of 4K is at least a little bit interesting. We saw him catch that touchdown on Thursday night, so Flacco's good to go. I don't mind that if you need a value play. The rest of the receivers kind of out for me on the tight end side of the ball. Demarcus Murray said he heard rumblings that he could be traded, so uh, you know maybe ship him back to Dallas where he uh, dominated a couple of years ago. Don't mind that, um, but if nothing happens, then you know I'll be avoiding both running backs. They're just splitting time and work, and they're both you know 5K, five K fifty four hundred on DraftKings. It's just it's just hard to trust either one right now. Um, Mariota maybe he'll look a lot better after the buy. Uh, you know he was kind of struggling a little bit, wasn't really moving outside of the pocket. So if he's healthy, I think he's interesting at 6K. Um, You know, he's got a lot of talent that he can throw the ball to. Rashard Matthews, hopefully Corey Davis is back. Uh, Eric, Eric, our boy Decker, uh, coming off of that zero, maybe he can bounce back a little bit. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the matchup uh, for the Titans passing game, but, yeah, I don't don't know. 24 total, team total has me interested, but I'm probably not going to be looking at them outside of tournaments.
2: I'm I'm still hurting from that Eric Decker zero. It, it's still stinging uh, two weeks later. So chop Ravens, Titans, uh, anything of note here for you for DFS?
1: Ravens, no, nothing I would possibly want in this game. It's a, just a bad offense and I don't want any part of it. Uh, Tennessee, I would love to have been able to target DeMarco Murray coming off of a bye week, but uh, not against Baltimore's defensive line, which is healthy now finally for the first, well, for the second time in a few weeks. But anyway, DeMarco's off the board because the D-line looking a lot better now. Mariota, I think, actually has a chance to do some good. He's got all the weapons in the world now. Corey Davis is coming back. Tywan Taylor looked good, and then he's got his two big big boys, Rashard and Eric Decker. So, I'm sure they can avoid some of the bad coverage, and he's going to get it to somebody. I think he has a fine game. Plus, he he's had a, a, some time to rest his hamstring. I'm sure he's going to run a little bit. I think he makes for a good quarterback this week, a possible top five guy. So, Mariota's my main my main guy here. Just if you're trying to pair him with somebody in, in tournaments, good luck. I mean, that that's a, that's a toss-up.
2: Yeah, it, it's tough to pick a receiver for him. So, one of those guys that uh, you maybe not have to pair him up, run him out there naked. But, Not a lot of interest here. I think Mariota could go fly under the radar. uh, But all in all, this game does not look too appealing. Let's move to another game. Another one kind of ugly here. Arizona and San Francisco. So, Chop, you got Jimmy Garoppolo coming in. I don't see him uh, under San Francisco on DraftKings. So we'll see if they make that change or not. But uh, Arizona coming into town. We know they don't have Carson Palmer. So the Drew Stanton show gets off here. We could see... C.J. Bathard against Drew Stanton, and that's how you know we're in week nine when you get a matchup <laughs> like that. I don't know if they'll have Garoppolo ready to go, but uh, one news note here, David Johnson uh, comes out that he may not be returning this season. I don't think it makes any sense to bring this guy back if you're not going to win any games, so Bruce Arians did come out and say that today. So Arizona, 49ers, chop, anything here in this game.
1: One guy in this whole game that appeals to me that's, Adrian Peterson, I'll, I'll take it. Well, I'll give him one last shot. This is a good matchup for him. And the fact is that uh, Drew Stanton's a, a terrible quarterback for the NFL. He's going to bring his wide receivers down with him, similar to Trevor, Trevor Simeon. So Adrian Peterson's the only shot they got at offense. If he can't get it done, then they'll, get, they'll be terrible. And I wouldn't doubt that that happens. But I'll give a shot to Peterson. And on the other side, I don't want any part of – the San Francisco offense, assuming C.J. Beathard, is under center again this week, which I, I would think that they're not just going to bring in Garoppolo and start him right away. I mean, I I would think it takes a little more time than that to get a playbook down, but I'm I'm not. But if it's Beathard, I don't want any part of these wide receivers. He's just not good. I'm sorry. Big T44, that's your boy from uh, college, but, man, he's not good in the NFL. So I don't want it. He's bringing Garcon and Goodwin down with him. He's even bringing Kittle down, and Kittle was his boy in college. Man, that's terrible. Yeah. So I don't want to be part of it, man. I mean, I'm, I'm out. And and Hyde's going to have a tough time running against this defense, so I don't want any part of it, uh, San Francisco.
2: Big T, those were some short-lived windmills, my man. He only had a few <laughs> weeks to uh, to live the dream here. But, uh, Derek, 39 total in this one, so I'm a chop. There's just not a lot here. I don't even know that I can go with Adrian Peterson. I uh, like the matchup, obviously, against the 49ers, but – Quick thoughts on this one, and we'll move on to some better games here coming up.
3: Yeah, I think AP is the guy on Arizona's side. If they can build a lead, this could be a spot where he gets, you know, 20 plus touches. And he did see four targets in the last game, which is kind of promising. He's not really a guy that usually catches the ball at the backfield. Fitzgerald has just torched the Niners throughout his career, but, you know, that's usually with Carson Palmer or, you know, at least a decent quarterback throwing the ball. So I don't think I can pull the trigger there. I don't mind Marquise Goodwin. Uh, if we see Patrick Peterson shadow Pierre Garcon, you know Beathard or Garoppolo, they got to throw to somebody. I know the, ter- uh, the O line's pretty terrible, but uh, Marquise Goodwin let a lot of people down last week. His ownership's going to come down. Thirty eight hundred for a guy that could take it to the house at any time. Uh, you know, I have some interest in.
2: All right, we got four games left. A couple afternoon games left. We got Washington traveling to Seattle. I talked about it earlier. That that Seattle Houston game was fun to watch and Russell Wilson got it done in that game guys almost 500 yards passing does it continue to be the Russell Wilson show here did pick up a lineman in a trade got Dwayne Brown from Houston coming over again we don't know how soon these guys will be ready obviously uh, an upgrade to that line is going to help and then on the Washington side Derek they looked awful last week was it the weather Uh, Seattle's defense Gave up a lot to, to Houston last week. Does Washington put some points on the board, or is this a one-sided affair?
3: Yeah, so Dwayne Brown, I mean, he was already in Seattle for that game last week, so hopefully uh, you know, he just didn't get on the team playing. Can be uh, practicing with the Seahawks today. We'll see. Uh, love their offense once again. They can't run the ball, so it's going to be the Russell Wilson show. Uh, a lot of people are going to go right back to Richardson. I think the play is to either go to Baldwin or Lockett um those are my two favorites here jimmy graham finally uh looked pretty good last week after i think he had zero catches in the first half but uh, ended up having a big second half 5k is a little much for me i think uh you just pay all the way up to Urds if you're gonna pay up for a tight end but i love wilson love pairing him up with baldwin or lockett for the redskins uh, with jordan Reed out. i think vernon davis is at least interesting you know they're saying that they're looking for a another receiver to add to this mix before the trade deadline which isn't going to help anything. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as the receivers go, Jameson Crowder coming off of that career game. The best way to beat uh, the Seahawks through the air is is in the middle of the field. So Crowder's probably my favorite play there. And I'm not giving up on Doxon just yet. I mean, he did see most of the snaps, <laughs> uh, but, but I'm not playing him here.
2: Nothing like the one, one, one stat line for Josh Doxon. So hey, found the end I, zone, I, but I was what? ecstatic. Yeah with that oh yeah them six (laughs) points waiting (laughs) on something to happen so rarely do you see that line but uh interesting nonetheless so chop redskins seahawks what do you got in this one
1: uh for the seahawks i would go right back to russell wilson at home and pair him with whomever you want to uh yeah any of these guys could i mean i would probably scratch paul richardson off the list because he just had his big game but any of the other guys would be fine uh and for Washington as much as I want to uh play some of these guys at receiver and I think they could get it done I'm going to have to wait and and hold out and see the health of that offensive line because if it's in shambles like it was against Dallas then I will play heavy doses of the Seattle defense against them they're they're missing too many guys if the if none of those guys come back healthy this week then it's just too. It's too bad of an offensive line to get anything done in the passing game or the running game against Seattle on the road.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of defenses in play. You know, Derek mentioned Philly earlier. They're like seventh in pricing. Seattle's fifth in pricing this week. So I mean, we didn't talk about the Texans. They're pretty much a given against Indy. So a lot of ways that you can go uh, defensively, but you can do it on the cheap with a Seattle with a with a Philly and save. So uh, interesting there. Kansas City and Dallas chop. So. Zeke, we're still up in the air. I think there's one more hurdle for him to go. We'll see. It doesn't sound very good. Let's pretend he's out here. What do we see from Dallas? Is it McFadden? Is it Morris? Is it neither? Is it the Dak Prescott show? Uh, and then Kansas City. Do we see Kareem Hunt get back on track here? It's kind of been, been bottled up uh, this last week uh, in that game against Denver. Does he get it going against the Cowboys?
1: Okay. So... Let me – as of the time that we're doing this show uh, on Tuesday, the word that comes out now is that suspended Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott is seeking an emergency injunction on his legal case for his six-game ban. So, right now, he's seeking an emergency injunction. Man – Ezekiel, please just get this thing over with. Me. You'll be back by week fifteen, man. You'll be back. Now, not only is that great for our season-long fantasy, which is probably the least of anybody's real troubles or worries, but you'll be back by week fifteen. You'll be back for the playoff stretch for the Cowboys. You'll be back for the playoffs. You—they will survive without you. You—the Cowboys will still make the playoffs. You know, like, just get it over with, man. Be done with it. He's going to take it all the way down to where he gets a six-game suspension starting in, like, week 13, and he's going to miss everything, you know. So it's unfortunate. As of right now, we don't know what his status is. If he's out, I'd fire up Morris. If he's in, I think he's a a great play. Uh, But if he's out, then Morris, I think, is what I would think of as the number one running back there going forward. And I would still have a lot of Dak Prescott and Des Bryant this week because – I think they would lean a little bit more on Dak anyway. Uh, For Kansas City, I mean, this is a pretty good matchup here. Dallas has a good pass rush, but that doesn't bother Kansas City. Uh, They have a lot of ways to beat that, including Kareem Hunt and and Travis Kelsey again. And I guess the guy I would uh, gravitate to in tournaments a lot is Tyreek Hill this week. He is a speedster who could very well burn this defense for a couple of long touchdowns. So... Uh, There's a lot. I think everybody's in play for Kansas City.
2: Yeah, this is the highest total on the board, fifty-one and a half. As of right now, we had a fifty in New Orleans. We had a forty-nine and a half with Houston, but uh, this one and a close spread. Chiefs favored by one here going into Dallas, which was kind of surprising. I know they've been good, but Cowboys playing some good football right now. So, Derek, answer the same questions. Is it is it Morris? Is it McFadden? If you have to choose one, if Zeke is out chop i agree with you just get this shit over with let's move on i am a season-long owner of zeke in a lot of leagues so i wish we'd get it done with but mcfadner morris and then just a lot here derek so maybe your favorite plays some guys that maybe you're avoiding in this one
3: yeah i I still don't understand this whole appeals process i mean i I don't get it at all
2: but uh if he's out (laughs) it's making deflake look like a a joke i mean this thing is dragging on more than anything i've seen in a long time so
3: Yeah, if he gets his injunction, the NFL files something else, I I don't really get it. But uh, Alfred Moore, it sounds like he's going to be the guy if Zeke's unable to go. Uh, You know, he's been the one that's active, and they sound like they're prepping him to be the starter. So I like him at 5,500, but I do expect the Cowboys to air it out a little bit more without Zeke. And if that's the case, I mean, this this game has blow-up potential. I love Des Bryant at 6,400. He's probably going to be the most popular play on the board when it comes to wide receivers. I don't see how you don't target him here. Um, if Zeke's out anyway. And I love Dak. I think more of the offense is going to be on his shoulders, and 6,700 is more than reasonable for him. Uh, on the other side of the ball, love Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, Cowboys 31st against the run, 30th in uh, DVA against the pass when it comes to running backs. So Hunt's going to be involved. He had 22 rushes last week, five targets. He's going to see, you know, just 20-plus touches and a great matchup. Alex Smith, don't really like paying that much for him, but I do like Travis Kelsey. Cowboys are one of the worst uh, teams at defending tight ends. And then Tyreek Hill, I didn't watch the game Monday night, but he threw a pick, I guess.
2: Oh my goodness. Yes, It might have been the... I mean, I I coach eight-year-old flag football, and and some of my kids could have thrown a better pass than (laughs) Tyreek Hill threw. That that thing was... It was ugly, man. And he just threw it right to the guy, and it was a, a wobbling duck, so... Yeah, I don't know where that play came from, but they're going to scrap that one, I guarantee it.
3: Yeah, he's he's always interesting in tournaments. He's going to have another big game or two the rest of the year, and everyone's going to you know flock to him the next week. But you want to be in on him the, the, the week that he does go off, not the week after.
2: All right, let's get to Sunday night football. We got Raiders traveling to Miami. So if you're on the main slate on DraftKings, you're gonna, not going to get this game. Uh, FanDuel, you'll get it. But if you're playing the whole week slate, uh, the Thursday to Monday, You'll get some action here. So, uh, Derek, we got the Raiders coming in. Miami. I don't know what they're doing. You know, you, you trade Jay Ajay, who I know uh, some of it is locker room, but you barely get any return here. I think the question is, we could have some value here now. You know, he leaves town. Kenyon Drake's four thousand. Damian Williams thirty seven hundred. Do you prefer one or the other? Is it none of the above here? Do you see a split committee? Any interest in this cheap Miami backfield now with the Jay, Jay Ajayi now in Philadelphia? i think it's
3: gonna end up being a split uh damian williams has been getting more work so far this season but it sounds like they want drake to be the guy moving forward so i think it'll be a split this week but i, I th- i'll have exposure to both of them i think in tournaments uh in cash games i think we can probably look elsewhere but drake at four thousand is at least somewhat interesting uh it sounds like Devonte parker is going to be back that's going to be big um dolphins are apparently shopping jarvis landry so keep an eye on that one um i actually like parker over landry in this spot as far as the raiders side marshawn lynch mispracticed on tuesday um and they expected him to be there so i don't really know what's going on with that if uh if he's out or if they don't start him or something deandre washington would be interesting once again and then i still don't know what to do with cooper and crabtree it seems like you know these two just trade off having big weeks this is a great spot against the Dolphins secondary one of the worst against receivers this year so yeah I I don't have a preference either way right now but I think both are in good spots
2: yeah Cooper Crabtree is frustrating you know as soon as you think it's one guy it's the other guy so chop hit on that situation and then those Miami running backs any interest in a Drake or Williams in this one
1: um Oakland heesh you know if Lynch missed this game for some reason because obviously there's there's something going on there I would probably turn back to DeAndre Washington. I think he's the better of the two running backs, and uh, generally speaking, it's not just because he had the bigger game last week. I just I just think he's the better of the two running backs. So if Lynch missed, I think it would be a possibility to go back to DeAndre, and his price didn't rise very much. He's still only 4.2. Uh, as far as Cooper Crabtree, yeah. ooh man, that's a rough one. But uh, I think I'd pull the – and this is totally like pulling a name out of a hat almost like the Dan, the Dan Bach kicker challenge. He pulls the names out of a hat. Uh, I would I would pick Cooper this week. Cooper was really bad last week, and Crabtree got a little work. They do usually alternate a little bit, just just to keep them happy. So uh, I guess I would take Cooper, but obviously they I think they would both be in play. Uh, Miami's Miami's a dumpster fire, man. So on offense, I don't want any part of any of them. I don't. I mean, the running game not good now, and uh, Devontae Parker wasn't. Even when he was healthy, like, he had some premier matchups there for a while, and we kept playing him, and he was bad. So I don't know if I could turn to him now, and apparently I would get get the feeling this team's really kind of in disarray and and not really playing very hard, and that's why the guys shipping people out of town. So who's playing hard? Who's not playing hard? We don't really know. We know Ajayi wasn't really playing hard because he got run out. So is it Devontae Parker, another guy that – He doesn't feel his plan up to his full potential. I don't know. So maybe I don't know what to do. I probably would fade this whole offense.
2: Yeah, it's tough. And and that Dolphins defense, you know, Nate Allen's now on injured reserve. So I think it's the the Oakland passing game is what I'm looking at here. Probably avoiding this Miami run game. It's great value, but uh, without any clarity. And I haven't seen much from either guy, you know, in their limited opportunities. Drake was good at Alabama, but we haven't seen much out of him uh, here with Miami And, and Williams to me. Just a guy. So I I think there's better value out there. All right, let's get to the Monday night game. A game, boys, that I will be in attendance making the trip up to Lambeau to check out Lions-Packers. So very low total here. I mean, 43. When's the last time we can say a Packer game had a 43 total at home? But that's the Brett Hundley experience. So, Chop, does does this guy bounce back? I, I think we don't want to give up on him too soon. Is that me as a Packer fan? What are you seeing as a bias, an unbiased observer here? Do you have any chance to do any damage here against the Lions team? And how does Detroit go into Lambeau and win? Vegas has them two-and-a-half-point favorites. Is it that simple? Detroit's a better team, or is it going to be a battle here in Lambo?
1: I, I, I think that uh, Hundley probably going to bounce back for a much better game than he had last time. I don't know how good, but like that, I'm sure that that bye week helped to – iron some things out you know he got thrown into the fire there pretty quickly so I think I think he'll be all right this week it's a pretty decent matchup uh and because of that I think somebody's going to step up my my guess would be Jordy Nelson I mean look at that look at that price on Jordy Nelson on DraftKings. when was the last time Jordy Nelson was 5.8 never probably never probably that's really tempting so so he's going to lock on to somebody and my guess would be Jordy Nelson so I definitely wouldn't mind pulling the trigger on that. I actually think Aaron Jones slash Ty Montgomery, whoever went, whoever gets the big carries this week, is is going to struggle against the Detroit run defense that got healthy over their bye week and it showed against Le'Veon Bell. They they were pursuing the ball pretty well, so I don't think uh, as good as Green Bay is with that offensive line. I'm not so sure that uh, they have their way with Detroit's run defense. I think it's going to be fall on the shoulders of Huntley quite a bit. So I, I like the passing game here for Detroit. Uh, This is going to be a a game I think they're going to have to pass. So Marvin Jones has looked exceptional in the last few weeks. As long as Golden Tate is still banged up, and I don't see how he's miraculously going to heal that shoulder over over one week's period of time. I think that's a multi-week injury. Uh, as long as Golden Tate is limited, Marvin's going to keep getting fed. And so I think Marvin Jones, who had a huge game in Green Bay, what was it, this time last year? Oh,
2: yeah, last yeah, early last season, 200 yards. I think yards. Marvin
1: Jones is a guy you keep going to as long as he's getting fed those targets. And, and I think Stafford's going to have to pass in this game. And so uh, it's it's a Marvin Jones game for me.
2: Yeah, 25 targets over the last two games. You mentioned Golden Tate. One more name for you, TJ Jones. Got eight targets in that game against Pittsburgh, 17 Targets over the last two games, so made some tough catches. Stafford trusts him, and we know about Green Bay. This is not a good secondary, so uh, these Lions pass catchers definitely in play. All right, Derek, wrap it us, wrap it up for us here. Lions Packers, what do you got?
3: Yeah, I'm on Marvin Jones train as well. uh One guy won't be playing Eric Ebron. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they can't
2: give that to it away. <laughs> it's like trick or treat here, trying to trade this guy. Everyone's like, no, no, he's like the popcorn ball when you show up. Like, no. I'm good on that, so I don't know what they're doing with Ebro. Yeah,
3: he's he's a toothbrush and no kid wants. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> pennies, <I'll, laughs> pennies.
2: That's that was used to be the worst when you'd get pennies. Come on, man. Yeah, I
3: think Stafford's okay. Uh, I usually like him at home a little bit more. This Dink and Dunk offense. I mean, I know it's a great matchup against the Packers, but yeah, I like him at home a little bit more. So it was pretty much just Marvin Jones for me on this side of the ball. Uh, for the Packers, I actually like Hundley more this week than I did, uh, you know, before he faced the Saints. I think everyone else was too quick to hop on him, um, but we know he can run the ball. Um, if they get out to a deficit, you know, they're going to be forced to air it out. We know the Lions have a good run defense, so I think uh, you know, coming off the bye, an extra week to prepare, I kind of like him quite a bit at fifty-one hundred. The problem is he's not available in the main slate, but uh, if you're playing this uh, two-game primetime slate, I definitely think you can look at Hundley. Uh, I like Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. Uh, if we think the Packers are going to air it out, then you know those two are going to be the two that are going to benefit the most. Uh, Adams has more targets with Hundley under center than Nelson, but you know they're both definitely viable. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery could see a few extra snaps this week. This will probably be the healthiest he's been since week three. So I'd like to see what's going to happen between him and Aaron Jones before targeting you know, another Packers running
2: back. Yeah, you get a nice discount on Montgomery. If you want to go that route, they used him at wide receiver. I find it hard to believe they'll just put him on the bench and not utilize him, even with as well as Aaron Jones has played. Tom Montgomery is still a weapon for this team. So, all right, that'll wrap up the game analysis. Now we'll get into our Faith Hill plays for Week 9. We'll have some bold calls, and we'll wrap it up with some final thoughts and get out of here under an hour so. Derek, let's start with you. Your Faith Hill play, the guy you're still going to go back to. Maybe he burned you last week, a few weeks ago. Who are you keeping the faith on here in Week 9?
3: So I have a terrible memory. I think I picked this guy last week, but if not, uh, I'm going back to him this week. Uh, Michael Thomas, he just hasn't had that blow-up game yet. Uh, He hasn't topped over 100 yards uh, this season, but he gets to score off against a really beatable Buccaneers secondary at home. I think it's a great spot for Breeze uh, and the passing game to get going again. So, Michael Thomas, my guy. All
2: right, Chop, who do you got? Who's your Faith Hill play for week nine?
1: Tyreek Hill. Uh, You know, the Cowboys defense, man, having three or four offensive linemen missing last week for Washington really covered up that bad defense. This is a bad defense, and I could go down the list of speedy wide receivers who line up on the outside who have crushed Dallas this year, several two-touchdown games, and – and some nice yardage games to guys like Marquise Goodwin. Tyreek Hill is better than any of those guys, probably. And so, while he's inconsistent and may and may do real poor again, that's just what he does. Man, he has a real chance to blow up, and I, I want to be on that train, but I don't want to miss that this week. Just don't let the dude throw the ball. Now, come on, Andy. You should Reed, be you, fine. This ain't the punt, pass, and kick, Andy Reid. <laughs> let the man just handle the ball and run with it.
2: If you guys haven't seen that pass, if you didn't watch the game, you got to go look at. It. I mean, it was it was crazy. One of the worst throws I've seen. But what do you expect? You know, you got wide receivers throwing the ball. Let the dude run the ball. Uh, that's what he does. My faith, he'll play, boys. I'm going to the damn game, so I got to have some faith in my boy Brett Hunley. Last time I went to Lambeau, Rodgers got hurt. I had to experience the Seneca Wallace uh, experience, which was not fun. I'm hoping Hunley can get it going. I know it's a tough matchup here, but. I'm, I'm with you, Derek. I, I think he's better than he's shown there. A couple weeks to prepare for this game. So I think we get a better Brett Hundley this week. So my faith he'll play for week nine. All right, let's get some bold calls here. Uh, Chop, you always got some bold stuff up your sleeve. What do you got here for week nine? I
1: don't think this is bold. I think this is this is kind of – I don't find this to be too bold. But I'm going to say Carson Wentz, even against this vaunted – Denver pass defense, the no-fly zone, I think he still throws for four touchdowns. I think it's embedded in his DNA that he has these kind of games in him all year long. I think I think four touchdowns for Carson Wentz.
2: I like it. Derek, bold call for Week 9. I'm going to go
3: Marquise Goodwin, uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown, assuming Pierre Garçon is active because I think uh, he'll draw Patrick Peterson. And, uh, you know, I think – his ownership is going to be down after he burned everyone last week, regardless of who ends up being quarterback for the Niners. Uh, hopefully, that takes some deep shots with Goodwin.
2: All right, I'm gonna go alone. Jameis Winston, top five quarterback this week at one, two on. percent. I think a lot of people are gonna be worried about that shoulder. I think he gets it done here uh, in New Orleans, has a big game at very, very low ownership. All right, that'll wrap us up for week nine here. Guys, final thoughts here. Anything on Halloween, the trade deadline? One quick note, it looked like the Browns were trying to make a move for A.J. McCarron, went right down to the deadline. Uh, didn't get to pull that off. So Browns continue to be a factory of, sadness. factory of sadness, we'll say there. I'm a factory of sadness, it sounds like. But Derek, final thoughts here for Week 9.
3: Ah, uh, Nope, uh, nothing too major, just good luck this week. Uh, have a safe Halloween. And, uh, yeah, good luck, everyone.
2: Absolutely. Chop, what do you got? Final thoughts. Wrap us up here for Week 9.
1: If you are an adult and you are not doing it because of the children or you are not doing it because of you're chasing a girl and you still dress up for Halloween, <laughs> it's a little bit weird, man. <laughs> I'm on team no dress up for Halloween. It's a little bit odd, but that's okay. That's that's my own. I, the slate looks great, man. I, I'm, I'm really I'm amped up about this When we got some good games this weekend. You know should be fun and i'm ready to sit back tonight and enjoy this game six of the world i'm ready to get this world series over with because it's killing my bro- blood pressure man
2: oh i bet man what a game the other night 13 to 12. so uh, i'm with you chop i dress up for the sake of the kids you know we'll, we'll dress up together but if you're just dressing up i don't know uh, there's other holidays to celebrate other ways to have fun but i guess do your thing but i uh, definitely agree slate looks fun Ten games on the main slate, so plenty of choices to be made. That'll do it here for Week 9, guys. Good luck this week for Chop, for Noto, I am Beer. We'll see you right back here next week with DFS OG's Pod, presented by Roto-Grinders. We will see you.